Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I'm going to be riding this one solo as Mike is off in another state doing some business. So welcome to the sultry sounds of my solo voice. Anyway, let's go ahead and start getting the house rules in order. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out social media. You can check me out on everything. Instagram, Facebook, MeWe, Twitter, uh, fucking parlor everything is to a lifestyle you can also check out mike at uh, tat cat actual or just pews on facebook and instagram uh also we both have discord servers uh mine under to a lifestyle his under uh tat cat actual or just tat cat i believe uh also go ahead and check out our website JustPews.com. Uh, both got some articles under there. Also, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to. That is the best way to keep up with new episodes as they are released. Also, if you haven't already, leave us a review. It is the best way for people to find us whenever they are looking for gun-related content. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please check out our Patreon under Two A Lifestyle Podcast. Anything you guys give us, it goes directly back into this podcast, and we greatly appreciate everything you guys give us. It goes to everything to make this content better. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be having some video podcasts here shortly once I get my setup uh, nice and tidy. Uh, it is kind of a fucking wreck right now, so no videos at the moment uh but hopefully we're gonna be making some content and be putting that out there for you guys to enjoy so with that it's gonna be a short intro we got a ton of stuff to talk about so let's go ahead and start getting into the podcast start getting into the main segment of the show before we start getting into the news of course we are humongous fans of the shooting sports and we want to just kind of highlight anything that's going on the shooting sports i hope you guys uh, also go ahead give shout outs to these people they're doing an amazing job uh they're bringing the shooting sports to the mainstream uh they put their you know you know blood and sweat i'm sure they bleed and slide bitings and all that kind of bullshit so i uh, put blood and sweat into their profession uh and like i said they do great work to make the shooting sports more mainstream to make shooting more mainstream so that way more people can accept our hobby of uh shooting and also gun ownership uh just kind of more into the mainstream and make it more enjoyable for people to enjoy you know just to be around guns that way they're not afraid of it and all that kind of stuff uh first article comes to us from amaland and it is team federal shines its title is team federal shines a superstition mountain uh mystery three gun match so team federal uh had an excellent showing at the 25th anniversary of the superstition mountain mystery three gun match held at rio salado sportsman's club in mesa arizona Federal Ammunition was their premier sponsor for a third consecutive year. Uh, this is a large event that brings together uh, nation's top three-gun shooters from across the country. Uh, Federal Ammunition brand ambassadors Dakota Overland and Josh Frolich. Frolich, Frolich. Uh, I'm going to fuck up these names, so I'm sorry. They did pretty good. Uh, the Overland won the High Junior and High Lady in Tactical 3-Gun. Uh, Josh, uh, that Froelich name, won fourth place in the Open Division. Uh, so they did a good job. Good job on them. Also, other Team Federal highlights include Tucker Schmidt. He won sixth place in Open Division. And Chris Secciantano. Secciantano. Sec- Sectiatano, I guess is how you say it. Uh, he placed fourth place in the Stealth Two Gun Division. So good job on those guys for doing a, a good job. Also, Benelli Pro Shooters uh, they took top shots, uh, top spots at uh, the Superstition Mountain Mystery Three Gun Match as well. This article also comes to us from Amaland. A uh, Benelli Benelli Pro Shooter, Dakota Overland. Uh, you know, I wonder if he's related to the other Overland, but anyway, he won the High Junior and High Lady Tactical Three Gun. Uh, she's also shoots with uh, Federal, so uh, she shoots with Federal and f- for Benelli. Uh, so that's that's cool that she's you know getting those kind of sponsors uh, along with Overland. Uh, you have a uh, Hayes shooter. Uh, he won uh, top honors, and also Benelli Pro shooter Riley Kropf and Lance. Dingler placed fourth and fifth, respectively, in the TAC Ops division. So good job on those guys. Now, something that a lot of people don't realize as well 
<clears throat> pardon me, uh, is that there is a scholastic shooting competitions as well uh, as with high school and also with college, uh, the collegiate level. So Liberty University, uh, and I actually will say this, you know, if you're not familiar with Liberty University, it is a very religious school. I will say that uh, it is based out of Virginia. I think it was Jerry Falwell, uh, I believe, or Jerry Falwell or Billy Graham, one of the two, uh, you know, one of the big, um, uh, whatchamacallit, televangelist uh, started at school so it is a very religious school I know some people that have gone there uh, that I've served with and also actually that I work with uh, as well but anyway and actually my ex-father-in-law as well used to uh, live up there so I've been up there I've seen Liberty University uh, they have a shooting range on campus so you know they're very pro-gun obviously being very religious conservative type of school uh, anyway their scholastic action shooting program uh, they returned to the CMP marksmanship uh, park grounds on July 12th and 14th to hold the Collegiate National Championship over three days college action shooting teams uh, they ran squads uh, through forward stage competitions anyway so the Liberty University uh, they swept the 2021 uh, scholastic action shooting program national championship so good job on Liberty University and you know hopefully if you are in this age range or if you know some people that are in the collegiate age range uh, I hope that they will uh, you know talk to their schools maybe start a collegiate shooting team where they go to school uh, that'd be you know good stuff like I said try and mainstream the shooting sports uh, the more we mainstream shooting sports the more I think we can get gun ownership into the mainstream and stop some of the stigma that comes with firearms ownership you know either you know you're a nut or conservative whatever it may be you know as long as you're pro second amendment that's all that matters uh, so anyway going on to the next story this next story comes to us from the farms blog and the title of it is silencer uh, central announces new south dakota headquarters so silence silencer central uh, is america's largest silencer dealer and they are going to be building a new 35,000 square foot building on 11 and a half acres in Sioux Falls. Uh, now, it in the article, it doesn't say, uh, just kind of going through, it doesn't say if they are maybe leaving a less gun-friendly state or maybe if they're just expanding their headquarters somewhere else. Um, but they are building a new headquarters there, and it's going to employ more than 125 employees across the country, and they plan to add 100 more employees based in their new Sioux Falls location before the end of the year. Uh, this is good stuff. Again, you know, if more people start seeing the gun industry as, you know, people losing their jobs in case something you know happens like what we're about to talk about or later with the new federal gun control push that is coming from the Biden administration uh, you know maybe less people will think about trying to impose federal gun control which is going to shut some of these businesses down you know whenever the uh, recession was happening in 08 09 you know uh, GM was having a uh, you know, government bailout because there was a huge push to say that, you know, all these people that work up in the Michigan area that work for GM, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we need to support GM because of the employees uh, that are hired by GM. It's kind of the same thing. If people start thinking, you know, hey, these companies employ American workers, uh, you know, you have uh, Glock and Daniel Defense based out of Georgia. Uh, you have, um, Sons of Liberty Gunworks and LaRue uh, based out of Texas. You have Brownells based out of, I think it's Idaho. You know, you have in Col uh, Magpul based in Colorado. You have all these companies that are employing thousands of workers. Uh, if we can make it seem more that, you know, hey, not only is this a good uh, product for people to enjoy shooting sports, for self-defense, for hunting, whatever it may be, uh, but also it employs thousands of workers, you know, maybe try and pull some of those people that are kind of on the fence about it, you know, on trying to push gun control. It's it's just something that I personally talk about whenever I'm talking to people about, you know, federal gun control and say, you know, you understand that not only are you wanting to interrupt people's constitutional right of firearms ownership, but you're also wanting to put thousands of people out of work by pushing this kind of stuff. <coughs> Pardon me, damn. Uh, so that, that's just a, a nice little thing that I like to talk about and, again, give you guys more 
uh, ammunition for your repertoire whenever you're talking about gun control to people. Uh, next article also comes from some Farms blog. This is something that I posted on my social media. So if you haven't checked me out, my social media, follow me there, like my pages. So that way you can keep up with news that I post about in between podcast episodes. Uh, but the title of it is Bump Stock Decision Reversed by the Sixth Circuit. Uh, so the Sixth Circuit has got to do, you know, is around, um, you know, uh, the Sixth Circuit, I think, is like around Virginia. Uh, that kind of place around there. Anyway, so the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals in a ten to or a two to one decision, I'm sorry, reversed and remanded a lower court decision that denied a preliminary injunction against the ATF's enforcement of the bump stock ban. So basically, uh, what this is saying is that a lower court has ruled that the ATF uh, bump stock ban or the bump stock reclassification uh, into the National Firearms Act said that you know this is legal the ATF is allowed to do it uh, but the new ruling states that uh, it's just been effective uh, for just a day uh, under a full you know for just a day you know this article came to us uh, April 2nd anyway so this court decision says that lower court's decision was wrong uh, now I'm sure the ATF is going to ask for a full panel uh, in the Court of Appeals and when you look at federal Court of Appeals you have you know, you have a initial judge uh, make a ruling. You have a smaller panel, and then you can have a larger panel, and then it goes can go up to the Supreme Court. Uh, so this day was denied both in the Sixth Court and the Supreme Court, uh, and then the ban took uh, effect on March 26, 2019. Well, this new ruling says that no, that lower court uh, who erred on the side of the ATF. Uh, you know, it was wrong, uh, it was incorrect, all that kind of stuff. So what was interesting is also the court's reasoning. So why did the Sixth Circuit come up with a different decision than the district court? Uh, first, because the lower court made Chevron out to be more than it really is. In legal word, Chevron uh, is a big deal. Uh, with capital letters in the article it says uh, courts still get it wrong on occasion which is why they have an appellate process Chevron has one huge glaring neon pink exception to the difference though and this is coming from the article in 1990 SCOTUS made uh, the that a drive a truck through it big exception crystal clear when they talked about Crandon v. US it says we've had never or we have never held that the government's reading of a criminal statute is entitled to any deference so basically says in this instance the ETF was interpreting a criminal statute uh, the court the court said that shouldn't give them any deference meaning that they should not have uh, any uh, interpretation of a criminal statute the criminal statute is black and white is what it says so what could happen now is bump stocks are still considered at the moment under the NFA as you know machine guns uh, if the if the Fuck, if the AT, I'm wanting to say the AFT because I've been making fun of Biden lately after his fucking press conference. Uh, but the ATF, if they catch you with it, you still can go to jail. Uh, the opinion of the court specifically states they are not making a broad ruling here. It says, we would not purport to issue a universal or nationwide injunction, and we otherwise leave the issue of the scope of the injunction to be briefed by both parties and decided by the district court. So what they're saying is the district court, the lower court, needs to have a, another look at this case. Uh, as in what the district court said in their ruling, the uh, upper appellate court said, you know, hey, this still may, you know, be, uh, you know, an NFA item, but the reasoning that you used in keeping in, you know, fucking uh, agreeing with ATF uh, is not le is not right. You need to look at it again. So. This is just a little small victory. Um, who knows what kind of bullshit they might come up with later. But it is an interesting news story in of itself. So that's why I want to talk about it. Uh, next article. This is interesting. And I you know, mentioned this. I want to say it was actually on my social media before the last podcast. Uh, but this is just a news article talking about it. Uh, so I was going to make it here. Uh, this comes to us from the Firearm blog. Uh, and the title of it is, A Gucci Glock Goes to War with Top U.S. General in Afghanistan. Now, uh, General Miller is the highest-ranking officer in Afghanistan. He is a three-star general. Uh, he had a photo op recently in Afghanistan, and uh, he had a sidearm attached to him, and uh, it 
definitely piqued the interest of everybody out there. It's definitely not the M17, M18 handguns uh, that have replaced the Beretta 92 standard issue for the U.S. Army. This is a Glock. Uh, it's got a compensator. It's got a red dot optic. It's also got a mag extension. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. The only thing is, is that it looks like it's still in a Blackhawk Serpa holster. So. Uh, you know who knows what it's going on but also there's other photos of uh, general miller with a uh old 1911 uh in a kind of shitty paddle holster looks like you know if you're the fucking three-star highest ranking general in afghanistan you kind of basically do whatever the fuck you want really honestly so that, that's uh, <laughs> that was just an interesting story i want to toss in here all right, so let's start getting into some of the federal gun control stuff that has been out and that we just need to talk about and explain. Uh, this is a uh, article to us from Ameland, uh, and it exposed. It talks about exposing a lesser real intent to background checks, uh, as we are going to talk about. And actually, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and talk about first uh, what is the uh, the. Uh, five things that really uh, the White House is trying to go against. So uh, the first thing that is going to happen is that the uh, White House is asking the ATF to go after 80% receivers or, or as what they call, you know, quote unquote, ghost gun. So what the, you know, what 80% receivers are is it is what the ATF considers the firearm. So more specifically, uh, and we've talked about it in the past in reference to poly 80, you know, 80% receivers are more of a thing for, uh, handguns, glocks, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you can just do a little bit of drilling, a little bit of filing, and then you have yourself a Glock lower receiver that you can put your trigger uh, and your magazine uh, catch and release in there, uh, and then you just put your Glock upper on there. There are also 80% receivers, obviously, for AR-15 lowers as well. Uh, those require a quite bit more work than the, you know, Glock lower receivers, uh, but you know they are available uh, I've known people that have made uh, fully functioning our 15s from 80% receivers uh, but it's not something that your average person can do uh, you know businesses have created things where uh, you know you use their machinery you go up there you use it and you can make your 80% receiver into a fully functioning air 15 receiver uh, you are going to need some special equipment to do that kind of stuff but you know their whole thing about it is is that 80% receivers do not come serialized so whenever you purchase an 80% receiver it doesn't you know get registered to your name through the 4473 and i say registered kind of loosely because 4473 stay at the uh, FFL where you purchase that firearm from unless that FFL go out of its business and then the FFL sends the 4473s to back you know back to the ATF and the ATF keeps it in a warehouse but they are not supposed to be digitized that's the key thing uh, all these 4473s are not supposed to be digitized now the only thing you know in 4473s you know aren't really a uh, you know huge thing in regard you know obviously you're still doing a background check for a right but uh, you know there are abilities to trace firearms uh, you know the ATF can get a serial number uh, all I you know all firearms that are manufactured are serialized and those serial uh, numbers are sent to the ATF by the manufacturer and the manufacturer says I'm sending this firearm to Joe Blow's FFL in bumfuck Utah so uh, that's you know what the ATF has so the ATF looks it up and then they'll ask you know Joe Blow's FFL in bumfuck Utah you know hey who did you sell this gun and the uh, you know, FFL looks at the 4473, and at that point in time, they can at least see who it was sold. Uh, and now they'd have to go talk to John Smith, uh, who bought it from the FFL, and say, Do you still have this firearm? Uh, and obviously, you know, I, that wouldn't be the case because the only time this is really done is in cases of crimes. Uh, so, you know, John Smith would say, No, I sold it. You know, and if he had records, you know, the ATF agent can go further on from there and say, you know, all right, go to the next person. Uh, Jane Smith, you bought this gun from John Smith. Do you know who you sold to? That kind of stuff. And it's mainly the purpose of that is for straw purchase. Uh, that is the main purpose of that kind of stuff. Um, 
so the next thing is so-called uh, char- the Charleston loophole is what they call it. Basically, they want universal background checks. Also, they don't like how, and this is something that Biden fucked up on in his press conference, you know, currently right now with a background check. Uh, once you do a 4473, there are three things that are going to happen. You will either be, uh, ex- you know, approved and you can walk out with your firearm right then and there. You will be denied because either you are a prohibited person or there is something on file that shows that you're a prohibited person. That may be a mistake. You can call the ATF after that, uh, and you can find out what was going on. It may have been somebody used your name for something, whatever it may be. Uh, oh, and the third thing that could be is that you were delayed. Now, what delayed is, is that, you know, there is either, uh, you know, the line is somewhere broken in between the tin cans between your FFL and the ATF. Uh, and at that point in time, the ATF ha- or Nick's, I should say not ATF. I'm saying ATF, but I mean, Nick's Nick's has five business days to either, uh, deny you or approve you or nothing at all. Uh, but after five business days, according to the law, you can go in there and get that firearm. Now, Biden said three, uh, that is not true. It's five business days. So if you bought that gun on, or you know, if you went in there, paid your money, and you fill out your 4473 on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday does not count because those aren't considered business days. So you will have to get your firearm on Thursday. So uh, you know that's actually almost seven days. So that's you know bullshit when he says three days. It's five business days. So anyway, uh, they're wanting to close that. They're wanting to hold it until you're either approved or denied. So you don't you know and a right delayed is a right denied. I don't care what anybody fucking says. A right delayed is a right denied. You know you can't say that shit on voting. You can't say that shit in regards to uh, you know the press printing a news story because they have to wait for the government to approve it. That's kind of bullshit. A right delayed is a right denied. The next thing that they're going after is stabilizing braces. You know, AKA uh, AR pistol brace. Uh, you know, the Biden administration has said in his news conference that uh, stabilizing braces make a firearm more deadly. Well, don't you want a person to be able to shoot their firearm, at, you know, sufficiently and proficiently? You don't want them at the range not being able to keep a hold and, you know, have a proper stance, I guess you could say, uh, for their firearm, you know, pro- proper grip uh, for their firearm. Because you don't want bullets, you know, to a uh, straight bullet to go somewhere and injure either somebody or, or harm somebody's property. So, and that's honestly what the purpose of stabilizing braces are is there to make sure that you are able to sufficiently handle that firearm and shoot it more safely now according to the Biden administration it's more lethally but it is more safely for you the user and for anyone else around you if you are going to be using it lethally to commit a crime it doesn't fucking matter if you have that pistol brace on there or not you know it's it's fucking horseshit so he is going after pistol braces. Uh, something else that he's wanting to do is he's wanting to exempt firearms and manufacturers from the Protection of Lawful Commerce Act. Now, he is saying that they are the only business that does this, but this is horseshit. You know, if you are hit by a drunk driver and you're paralyzed, you're not going to be able to sue GM for, uh, you know, building a Chevrolet Corvette because, you know, Corvette is a lot more faster than what normal cars uh, are safely, you know, can safely do. You know, I've never met, never gone anywhere where the speed limit wasn't around 70 or 75. Uh, Chevrolet Corvettes can go a fuck ton faster than 70, 75. Also, they can get to 70, 75 a lot fucking quicker uh, than a Chevy Malibu. So, you know, if you get hit by a drunk driver that's driving a Chevy Corvette, you're not allowed to sue Chevy Corvette for making a vehicle that is more likely to go faster. Uh, and is more likely to get faster than mo- most other cars, you know. So that bullshit that he was talking about in there is that it's bullshit. Um, you know, it, it's the same thing. You know, Smith and Wesson, Ruger, who uh, you you know is the firearm of choice for the mass killer in Colorado. Uh, they didn't make those weapons for the purpose of you know having a criminal get a hold of them and then go take innocent lives. No, those weapons were made for shooting sports for. Uh, shooting entertainment and for self-defense 
you know, a AR pistol is a whole lot more wieldy for somebody uh, to shoot in a home defense situation because uh, it's got a shorter barrel, uh, it has a stabilizing brace, so it could be gripped a lot more safely and because of that shot a lot more safe than something without. You know, that is what the purpose, uh, what Ruger was thinking about when they built the AR pistol. Not fucking, uh, you know, if we put the stabilizing brace on there, a criminal can go and mow down a whole lot more innocent people uh, than he could without it. So that's not what Ruger or Smith & Wesson or, uh, you know, any of these other companies, you know, firearms companies are thinking. It's bullshit, you know. And he's using the example of the tobacco company. You know, the tobacco companies uh, lied, flat out fucking lied when they said that they didn't know that tobacco was dangerous for their user. You know, firearms, you know, are not making firearms knowing that they're going to get into the hands of criminals. You know, there are things that, you know, that they do. They, you know, have safety procedures, uh, and also they, you know, firearms companies donate tons of money for farm safety, things that, uh, and that's horseshit. And the next thing that Biden did is he is nominating David Chapman uh, for a permanent role as the ATF director. Now, David Chapman is a humongous piece of shit. So let me just go ahead and get that out of the way. Uh, he was an ATF agent for over 25 years. Uh, but some of the things that he has on his track record uh, shows that he's a piece of shit as well. Uh, he was the case agent for the ATF during the Branch Davidian standoff in 1993. If you're not familiar with the Branch Davidian standoff is, it's fucking Waco. So what happened, obviously, in Waco, if you're not too uh, familiar with this, is that he, uh, you know, the ATF basically was scared of losing funding or even possibly being disbanded because of uh, some bad press that had been going on at the time. So uh, they, you know, made up this charge to go against David Koresh. Now, I posted something on social media showing how much a piece of shit David Chapman really is. Uh, and I've been lambasted by some people because David Koresh uh, was a pedophile. And I'm going to flat out fucking say David Koresh... Yeah, he was a pedophile. He uh, fucked kids that were under the age of 18. But now everything that people are saying is that he deserved to die. And I believe, you know, punishments for pedophiles should be more harsher than what they are. But now the only thing that I have to say different is that there isn't this thing called due process in this country. Just as much as a gun owner who, uh, you know, the reason we don't want, you know, and that's something else uh, that he's talked about that I'll mention later. Uh, but just as much as the government, you know, we don't like the government to come out with these red flag laws because it takes away people's Second Amendment rights without due process. That is the same thing. David Koresh should have been arrested, put before a jury of his peers, and he should have rotted in jail because of what he'd done uh, in you know reference to his pedophilia. So that is the big difference right there, is that the Branch Davidians, even though they were a fucking cult and David Koresh was a piece of shit, they deserve due process, just like everybody in this country does. And that's what makes us different from any other society where you know people's freedoms are trampled upon daily, is that we are a civilized constitutional republic and that everybody has the, you know, right to life, liberty, and property, you know, without, you know, some sort of due process. And that's the thing. That, that's all I'm saying. Continue on David Chapman's resume. Uh, fast forwarding to the 2000s, he was also the senior leadership of the ATF. Now, what should happen, you should say, in the late, in the uh, 2000s in the ATF? A uh, little thing called Operation Fast and Furious. Now, if you don't know what the fuck Fast and Furious is, let me just let me enlighten you folks now fast and furious was an operation by the atf where they actually gave the mexican cartels firearms from the u.s and they were trying you know their reasoning for doing this was to actually have some data to try and pass some sort of uh you know gun control against us saying that oh you know all our guns from america are going down into mexico all that kind of shit uh, so they said, you know, hey, we'll give these Mexican cartels these guns and we'll track them so that way we can have some sort of data uh, and, you know, make some cases and all that kind of stuff against uh, people in America and also people in Mexico. Well, they lost a fuck ton of these guns and they started showing up at crime scenes uh, in Mexico 
even in the United States where Border Patrol agents were shot at uh, and some of them were harmed. Now, those firearms were used to murder hundreds of Mexican civilians in the cartel wars that have been going on in Mexico. So this is this guy's fucking resume at the ATF. And also, something you should know is he has since retired from the ATF. And guess what this motherfucker's been doing since he's retired from the ATF? He has been working for Gabby Giffords at Every Town for Gun Safety as the uh, senior advisor. So you sh are telling me that this person who is in charge for enforcing firearms laws in this country is not going to enforce them biasly, you know, more biased towards one direction or the other. So that's why David Chapman is a humongous piece of shit. And I hope he knows that. And, you know, he's also fucking lying, you know, in some a Reddit post where he actually posted a picture of himself holding up a piece of paper with his Reddit uh, hand, handle and the date when he made this comment. Uh, he stated that he worked at ATF for over 20 years and all this kind of stuff. These are his qualifications. He said that during the Waco siege that the Branch Davidians shot down two uh, Texas Army National Guard helicopters, which is not true. And that's something else. During the Waco siege, they used uh, two Army Texas or Texas Army National Guard helicopters to provide some sort of distraction uh, for the ATF to swoop in and uh, serve their search and arrest warrants against the Branch Davidians and David Koresh. Uh, now, I will say in, in full honesty, you know, uh, that the Branch Davidians did shoot at the Texas Army National Guard uh, helicopters. Uh, they had to leave the area uh, because they were taking fire. Uh, they were not, you know, well, and I'm just giving you my personal opinion here. They were not armed. Uh, so they did not have any sort of, and these were like old Huey helicopters, you know, not really, uh, you know, armored to, you know, protect themselves in their army national guard helicopters. So, uh, they're mainly used for like search and rescue and, and narcotics operations, uh, looking for marijuana fields and stuff like that. So, uh, just saying that they weren't armed branch Davidians say they did take some shots from the helicopters. Uh, but of course there was, uh, no, uh, concrete evidence to prove that, that kind of stuff. Uh, anyway, so he's saying that the Texas or the Branch Davidians shot down those helicopters. No, they shot at those helicopters and they ended up leaving. So, uh, anyway, David Chapman's a lying piece of shit, so he can go fuck off. And finally, the last thing that Biden is trying to do, uh, is he wants to install a federal red flag law. Uh, he is asking the Department of Justice to draft up a red flag law that states that want to implement red flag laws can use as like a standard in regards to enacting red flag laws in their states. Uh, and obviously, like I said, what red flag, red flag laws are, uh, they are uh, basically, you know, protection orders against you or other people uh, without due process where law enforcement can go into your home uh, without due process, get your firearms and take them away from you. And you have to basically prove you have to prove yourself innocent after you've been said that you're guilty kind of. Uh, and that is just not correct. According constitution, you know, that where's the due process, there's no due process. And, uh, you know, Biden, of course, says there's nothing that he's recommending that is impinging on the second amendment. Uh, he is fucking senile that everything about that in, in, you know, fringes on the second amendment, every iota of what happened infringed on the second amendment down to nominating David Chapman as ATF because uh, he's going to make that organization a living hell for the firearms industry and for law-abiding firearms owners across the country. Uh, it's something else that's just, I mentioned earlier that is entertaining and of course, shameless plug to the swag store. Uh, it, you know, Biden, he kept calling the ATF the AFT, uh, which is, sad and hilarious at the same time. Uh, I'm, I'm firmly believe that Biden has some sort of, uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever it may be, uh, because, uh, he just doesn't seem to be in his right mind. He has some sort of senality where he is not at full mental capacity. Uh, so I created a t-shirt that looks like, you know, it's the blue with the yellow lettering. It says AFT, uh, and under it, it says Armed Federal Tyrant. You can go to my social media, uh, see that shirt, 
pick them up for twenty four ninety nine. Uh, you know, look cool. The official uniform of tyranny is what I called it. So, you know, and all this is literally just a way for to control. That, that's all gun control is. It's about the control. It really is. Uh, it is about, you know, making sure people uh, don't have the means to defend themselves. Not only, ju- you know, for what the, the founders intended it to be, you know, defending against a tyrannical government, but also just defending yourself against the crime that is going out there. Violent crime is rising across this, and there is a tirade of factors in regards to this but if you look at the news there's there's all sorts of factors in regards to why violent crime is rising now uh, because of that you should defend yourself you should defend yourself your family and your property that you have worked for because that is what the second amendment was for Uh, on top of you know you should defend yourself your family and your property against crime criminals and tyrannical government because that is what the Second Amendment was drafted. You know, that if you look, you know, uh, I think it's the Fourth Amendment as well. Uh, you don't have the right, you know, you don't, aren't, you know, compelled to uh, house soldiers in your home without just compensation because the tyrannical government, you know, forcibly put soldiers in people's homes because they're like, fuck you, that's what you got to do. So here are some things that, you know, you should honestly do. And this is something else. I was talking to somebody else. They're getting into guns uh, and they're asking me like, hey, you know, do I need to get um, a tax stamp for an AR pistol? I said, no, because an AR pistol is not considered a short barreled rifle unless you have uh, a rifle stock on there or a vertical uh, handguard grip, uh, you know, attached to the handguard. And he said, oh, okay. I said, but now that all might change because I think this was a day or two after Biden's news conference. And I said, you know, pistol braces uh, are under the uh, crosshairs of the government to be turned, you know, state that they fall under the NFA. And he said, well, you know, what do I need to do to get a tax stamp? I said, well, you got to pay the government $200 up front right away before you even get your firearm. You have to pay the government $200. You have to get your uh, fingerprints done, which uh, he could get free, but for most people it costs money to get fingerprints done. Uh, Also, you have to let your uh, local law enforcement official know, either your chief of police or your sheriff, let them know that you're getting a tax stamp. It used to be that you have to get written consent, but not anymore. It's changed to where you just got to let them know what's going on. And then I said, you have to send all this off to the ATF. And I said, and you have to wait anywhere between six months to 18 months for the ATF to say, yep, you're good to go before you even get your farm. So you're already out all the money of paying for the farm because you have to pay for the farm up front, the $200 to the crown, uh, and then the whole mess of doing the background check for the ATF to say, yes, you can own this farm that just happens to be shorter than what this loss and he said so you sounds like you're saying i should probably buy this now you know go ahead and buy an ar pistol now with a stabilizing brace before all this shit goes on i said yeah probably need to so some other things that i think you should do so that way you don't have to comply with any orders that are going by 80 percent receiver uh poly 80 is a great company uh, they do a lot for, you know, they're no, no sponsor of this show, uh, but they do a lot for the Second Amendment community. And buy yourself poly 80s. Buy yourself uh, the stabilizing braces. SP Tactical, another great company uh, that is standing up for uh, the Second Amendment. So buy stabilizing braces. Uh, also, you need to buy yourself... Uh, ammunition. I'm telling you, ammunition is skyrocketing now. So you're starting to see some of it coming back. Uh, but buy yourself some ammunition. Also, buy yourself standard capacity magazines. If you have a modern sporting rifle, or if you have, but well, fuck. If you have any firearm that takes standard capacity magazines, whether it's a Glock 17 that holds 17 rounds, or you have an AR-15 that holds 30 rounds, buy magazines because that's something that's happened. And this is something that we have to look back in the past and in see what could happen in our future if these politicians are allowed to do what they want to do you know in the 1994 crime bill uh they had you know limited capacity mags where you weren't allowed to have any magazines that carried more than 10 rounds uh unless it was magazines that was you know uh before i think the 1994 crime bill so you know 
buy magazines that way you have those in your hand and that's something else uh and i think that's where the bump stock ban is going to really get you know nicked in the butt is that you again no, with no due process without any compensation you know just like with eminent domain you know they have to pay you fucking something for taking your shit away from and that is something that's going to have to happen uh and that's not what happened with the bump stocks you know people just said hey you either got to pay to make this an nfa item or you're going to be arrested and that's horseshit uh something else that you need to do is you need to contact your politicians let them know you don't want this in your country you know even in especially if you have democratic representation you know uh we see you know certain senators uh you know that are democrat like out of west virginia that are bucking the trends of their party and saying you know i'm not just going to vote blindly with what the party says i'm going to vote with my conscience and i'm going to vote with my constituents and the constitution wants and that is constitutional loss so you need to t- contact your representatives and you need to contact your senator something else you can do is contact your state senators and your state representatives we're trying to get uh well me and mike we're trying to get uh representatives from our state second amendment organizations on the show tonight but we weren't able to uh, get it done in the the timely manner that you know i had before when my idea came up to this podcast but you need to contact your state representatives so that way they can pass some sort of nullification bills in your state to say that we are not going to enforce any future federal gun control legislation that comes before uh comes after this bill is made you know so that allows the states some sort and i'm telling you there are strength in numbers so you have all these states that are i mean a lot of states are pro second amendment you know they might have democratic governors or they might have voted for the democratic presidential candidate this past go around but they are second amendment friendly states and they can pass things like that that's something you need to do uh that's something i'm contacting my state representatives about uh even though my state representative is a piece of shit uh my state senator is okay contacting them there is a current bill before the Alabama state legislature. It's HB 157. If you are listening to this, again, I can see in the statistics on who listens to the show from each state. So I know there are quite a few Alabama folks that are listening to this show. You need to contact your state representatives about HB 157 and let them know that you want it to pass. Uh, that nullifies any future law enforcement, uh, I'm sorry, any future federal gun control from being enforced in the state of Alabama after that bill is passed and that's something that we need to do and that's something you can talk to your state representatives and your state senators about so definitely do that i'm telling you this is fucking going crazy and this is something else that i want to talk about is you know something i've said in regards to when this first came out this is going to get shot down at supreme court and you know i believe we have a supreme court that sides with the Constitution, I truly do. Obviously, you know, we've had uh, Supreme Court justices who were siding with what the, you know, popular masses think should be instead of what the Constitution thinks it should be. Uh, but right now, I think we have a uh, Supreme Court that sides with the Constitution. But since then, uh, President Biden has signed another executive order. And what this executive order is setting up a committee for Supreme Court reformation. And what the Supreme Court reformation is looking at is term limits for current Supreme Court justices and for expanding the number of Supreme Court justices on the Supreme Court. Now, if you aren't familiar with what court packing is, this has been threatened before. And it has been used, shocker, by Democratic you know, Democratic presidents to get their agenda passed. The last time something like this happened was during the Franklin Delano Roosevelt administration. Uh, and what was going on is that when he was passing all the stuff for the New Deal, and I'm just going to flat out say, that polio-stricken piece of shit, FDR, uh, he is iconicized as an American hero because if he was a president uh, when he was president and what the country as a whole did when he was president you know uh the new deal did not get us out of the great depression world war ii did and the only thing that kept us from going back into another great depression after world war ii 
was the business industry of the country. You know, they learned what happened after World War One, and they prepared themselves after World War Two to make sure that they didn't have the huge stagnation of manufacturing and so on that they had after World War One. FDR passed a lot of New Deal stuff, and it kept getting shot down in the Supreme Court. Well, FDR said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to pack the Supreme Court with Supreme Court justices that are going to show that my New Deal legislation is in fact constitutional. Now, and that's something that a lot of people don't understand is that the number of Supreme Court justices have fluctuated over the years. But at least for a hundred years, it has been what it's been. Nine justices. FDR did this and, you know, basically told the, the Supreme Court, go fuck yourself. I'm going to put as many people I need as in that court to make sure that my agenda gets passed. And the Supreme Court couldn't do anything. And this is what's scary to me, is that the reason nothing happened to FDR was because, you know, there was a Democratic-controlled Senate and House of Representatives, and they were all drinking the same Kool-Aid, saying, you know, damn the consequences, this is what's best for the country, and not thinking along. So the Supreme Court finally said, you know what, leave us at nine justices, and we'll start you know, saying that your stuff was constitutional. So, uh, you know, that polio-stricken piece of shit, FDR, was really not that great of a president in my mind. I, I really don't like FDR. I'm just gonna, just gonna say it. So, uh, and again, we're having sort sort of the same thing going on right now. You know, we got a Democratic president, Democratic-controlled House of Representatives, Democratic-controlled uh, Senate, and I'm afraid that. All these people drinking the same Kool-Aid are going to do the same shit that FDR was doing back in the 30s, the 1930s, and say, damn the consequences, full speed ahead. And, you know, these people aren't going to understand that, say you do pack the court. Historically, one party has not controlled both, you know, sides of the government, the executive and the uh, Congress, uh, very long. So you're just going to let the Republicans, you know, you're going to leave the... the the pathway for them to do the exact same thing and you know next thing you know we'll have 217 justices in you know 20 or 30 years that's the, the bullshit that i'm talking about so uh just it is fucking insanity that he wouldn't even think that that would be okay and i'm telling you you need to contact your fucking you know federal and state representatives and let them know this is some shit that you need to figure out and you need to side with the Constitution. This is what siding with the Constitution means. And you need to make sure that this does not happen. Because it could mean your job. Because I will do everything in my power to make sure that you never get elected. Even as a fucking city councilman. And you need to make sure that the Constitution is followed. So with all that hubbub, you know, what is the Second Amendment organizations out there doing? Well, let me tell you what the NRA is doing. The NRA is in some hot fucking water right now because they are going through bankruptcy, uh, you know, motions to make sure that they're around even for another year or two. So what is going on is, you know, obviously we've talked about before, the NRA has filed for bankruptcy to seek protection against New York State's investigation into their finances and to move to texas well if you haven't been listening to these bankruptcy hearings let me tell you it's been interesting uh i've you know obviously have uh, some good friends uh and some good acquaintances that are very into this and they're going so far as to watch and listen to all the bankruptcy hearings and you know they got more patience than i uh but wayne lapierre has said flat out that yes i misappropriated funds from the nra for personal gain he said he was disciplined uh but it was a fucking joke what happened so uh there has been you know no talk about uh their you know contentious law firm uh brewer uh, i think is the brewer is the lawyer that hoses them for money uh you know little talk being said about him uh they say that they do have a diverse board of directors that runs things at the nra which is horseshit as we know it's just a uh rubber stamp for wayne lapierre so just a lot of horseshit with that 
And I'm going to end the main segment with this. Uh, I'm going to congratulate that we now have 19 states that recognize constitutional carry. Um, If you are, again, listening from Alabama, uh, we have had a chance to have constitutional carry. Uh, but our piece of shit speaker of the house, Matt McCutcheon, McCutcheon, I think is the last name. It's either McCutcheon or McCutcheon. Uh, he decided to go with a lifetime concealed carry permit where the state is going to get a piece of that pie. Uh, so it's all about money for them. So they said, fuck constitution carry. We want the money. And they're going to create a database of uh, prohibited persons, even though there's already a federal one. They just wanted to create another database. So it's just more bureaucracy and it's a bunch of bullshit. But Tennessee has now signed uh, their constitutional carry bill. We've talked about Utah signing their constitutional carry bill. So there are 19 states now that have constitutional carry. Uh, Good for that. So with that, let's go ahead and in the main segment and start getting into the Gun Gear News and Reviews. I toss my pain with my wishes in the wishing well. I can't breathe. I'm waiting for the exhale. Don't have a whole lot, honestly, in regards to gun gear news and reviews. Uh, there is a new optic uh, that has talked about a new uh, type of optic with no glass. Uh, this is pretty interesting. So basically what it is, um, if you are familiar at all with, uh, you know, it's like those kids, I call them like holographic things where it shoots lights up and you can see images based on the lasers and lights being shot up. Uh, it's basically kind of the same concept. Uh, it is very interesting. Um, it is I mean, it's it, it's very peculiar and very odd. It's hard for me to fucking talk about. Um, it is from the firearms blog. So if you are interested, uh, the title of it is "New Dot Sight with No Glass." Is this the future of optics? Um, and there is a couple different videos on it. Uh, this is some Asians uh, manufacturer. So uh, who knows about the uh, you know uh, the ruggedness, the reliability that kind of stuff with it uh but i just thought this was interesting and because i don't have a whole lot obviously for the gun gear news reviews i just want to throw this out there uh so with that we're going to go and wrap up gun gear news reviews and start getting into the gun culture segment All right, well, in tonight's gun culture segment, uh, I'm going to talk about a movie that is actually in theaters, and I'm going to mention this because I actually went on a dinner date last night with my girlfriend to go see this movie. Uh, It was really good, and I just throwing this out there is also because, uh, you know, if you're like me, I fucking love to go out to the movies and watch uh, new movies coming out, and this coronavirus ordeal has really been a fucking Debbie Downer because, you know, actually our local movie theater is still closed, but the one uh, in the next town over is open, so that's where we end up going, uh, which was a fucking pain in the ass, but I was super excited to go see this movie in theaters, Uh, and the movie is called Nobody. Now, if you are familiar with the Breaking Bad series and Better Call Saul, the attorney in those series is the main character. Uh, and basically what it is, is he is a retired hitman from uh, the alphabet agencies in the United States government. And, you know, it was, and this is funny because my girlfriend described it this way, and it's the best way to describe it. It is John Wick meets Home Alone. Uh, in there, he buys a whole fucking factory that he booby traps for some Russian mobsters that are trying to kill him. So, and something else that was really fucking funny to me uh, is that Doc Brown from the Back to the Future series is his dad in the movie. So he is also a used to like an ex-professional killer uh, that's living in a nursing home now. And there's two lines in there that you know. Ever since what we didn't saw it last night, me and my girlfriend are constantly saying is, uh, "Where's the fucking kitty cat bracelet?" And uh, at one point in time, the Better Call Saul actor talks to Doc Brown. And he says, "You sure brought a lot of shotguns." And uh, Doc Brown says, "Well, you sure brought a lot of Russians." 
and uh, this fucking great, great lines. And I'm telling you, it was a very, very cool, funny uh, fucking movie. There's a lot of great gunplay in it. Uh, there's a lot of really cool guns in there. Uh, there's Walther PPQs. There's HK USPs. Uh, there's some uh, double barrel coach guns. There is a uh, Mossberg uh, 500 uh, shotgun with a pistol grip. Um, let me see. There's also uh, there was FNFNS that I saw. Uh, there was also a Remington 700. Uh, there was uh, a lot of Uzis in there. Uh, there was a uh, HK MP7. Uh, there was also, oh gosh almighty, there's a revolver in there. Um, and there was uh, some different AK variants as well, some Kalashnikov variants. Uh, that's what I'm just remembering off the top of my head. Obviously, imfdb.org, who is our usual source for the gun culture segment, uh, you know, they haven't listed it up there, so I'm going just based off memory. Uh, but it was a really cool series. Uh, like I said, especially the part where uh, you got the warehouse and then all of a sudden you got all these fucking booby traps going off in there. That was fucking amazing. Uh, the guy, you know, from Better Call Saul, you know, uh, he looks like he could be a pretty serious actor. Of course, in that series, he doesn't play, the, you know, the action shoot him up type character. Uh, but he did surprisingly well. I was pretty pleasantly surprised about how well he played that character and it definitely left the door open for a sequel so I'm not going to give up too much more in regards to what happened um, but it's there was a lot of funny parts to it a lot of good comedy uh, and then also there was a lot of good uh, you know shooting different firearms used in there so it was a pretty cool movie if you get a chance to go see it in theaters I highly recommend that you go see it in theaters uh, but when it comes out on Redbox if you haven't seen it in theaters it's worth the buck fifty or buck seventy five, however much it is for a red box movie now, to go get it. So it's called Nobody. Uh, it's pretty fucking good. Check it out when you get a chance. I know that the truth is hard to digest. Yeah. Five or six pills in my right hand. Yeah. Coding running over on my nightstand. Taking medicine to fix all of the damage. My anxiety the size of a planet. Uh, holes in my skull. All right, with that, let's start wrapping it up. I want to greatly appreciate you guys listening in to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. Again, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to. It's the best way to keep up with new podcasts as they're coming out. Also, if you can, leave us a five-star review or leave us you know, a review if it's four stars. And, you know, Tell us what you think we should do better. Uh, I think we're up to like 25-star reviews now on iTunes. Again, that's the best way for people that are looking for gun-related content to find us. Uh, even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, I'm telling you what, do me a favor, download iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and, you know, delete it. Just help us out uh, when regards to uh, people looking for gun-related content. iTunes is, I think, I can't remember if it's our biggest or if it's our second biggest podcast platform that people listen to us on. So it's going to help other people looking for podcasts as well. Also, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our social media. Uh, our social media is 2A Lifestyle everywhere. Discord, MeWe, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Also, check out TACAT Actual on Instagram. And also, Just Pews on Instagram and Facebook. Also, go ahead and check out me and Mike on JustPews.com. And then also, please, if you are enjoying the podcast, uh reach out to us on patreon at uh, 2a lifestyle podcast anything you guys give us greatly helps the podcast it goes directly back into this podcast uh hopefully we're going to be having shot show coming up in 2022 uh hopefully me and mike at least one of us will go there hopefully both though uh and we can give you guys some good coverage of what's going on at shot show 2022 uh if not you know there are other industry days that we can go to uh and the patreon helps us out also it helps us out with reviews things like that uh anything you guys give us we greatly appreciate also something else i'm just gonna go ahead and throw out there if you can think of anybody that you want to have on the podcast reach out to us let us know uh you know some of the previous guests that we've had on the podcast are actually uh listener um 
listener I, what am I trying to say what is the fucking word listener recommended there you go gosh it's getting fucking late here guys it's been a long motherfucking day uh, moved a new upright freezer into my house so uh, anyway move the old one out move the new one in so getting tired uh, but with that I hope you guys enjoy the podcast I will see you guys in two weeks and until then keep on enjoying that 2A lifestyle she trying to explore it like Dora I told her no more Sephora. Yo, I'ma do the dash, I'ma floor it. Push the gas, ballin' on the